Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Fly ball sliced to fairly deep left center field. Deep ball wide back to the track. The wall makes the leap and the old man has done it. One more time, fly away. Run front, yes, yeah. 3-0 pitches hit deep in the left center field, and Bishop will look up, and father and son have hit back-to-back home runs. My, oh my, it's that in your baseball history book. little history made here last night at the Big A with father and son going back-to-back. Experience in youth, it's always uh, an argument over uh, which is more valuable the strength of youth or the experience of the veteran player. Which one came came through last night, Junior? Mine. But who's went farther? Mine. It's time for Hit and Run with your host, Matt Spiegel. Father and son hitting back-to-back home runs in the same ball game and talking about it is just about perfect. To start us off on Father's Day here on Hit and Run on 670 The Score, it's me, Matt Spiegel, here with you. Let's hang out today. Let's hang out this morning. The, the show will serve a couple of purposes. Um, one, I will tell you what I think about the state of negotiations with facts and context and stuff like that. But two, we're going to remind ourselves what it's about, what the game is about and why we love it. And, and you could say that those two things, those two purposes have been part of the show all year long with no baseball since the middle of March. And I've enjoyed doing the show with you, for you, to you, about you uh, all year long. But today we get a little, a little bit of extra. On the first front, in terms of talking about the negotiations with facts and context, yep, it's ugly. And it's ugly because of the pandemic that threatens all of sports. So guafi given uncertainty about future infection. But on the second front, in terms of reminding ourselves what the show is about, why we love the game, we do that today with our father and son's stories mixed in. I want to hear your stories. Text them in. Call with them. I want to hear your stories of your fathers or your sons, how baseball has played a role in your lives, and... This stuff will help our listeners to hear. It's not just for me. It's not just for you. People need to hear this stuff. And I want to go ahead and give this show most of that focus. And we will with several guests along the way. And I'm looking forward to talking to all of them. But I want to hear from you guys. So 312-644-6767. That's the call 
or to text. My uh, story about my dad and baseball, maybe you've heard before. You'll hear it at 10. My dad is my favorite guest on any radio show ever. And he's going to come on the show today at 10 o'clock. He is 87 and sharp as a tack. That's my dude. He is the archetypal baseball fan of, of my entire life. And I've got a special surprise for him uh, at 10 o'clock that he doesn't even know about. My guys, Danny Parkins, Chris Tannehill, Nick Shepkowski, surprised me the other day with my dad on Friday as we kicked off a Father's Day weekend. That, that was a pleasure. But guess what? Double booking my dad. That's how good he is as a guest. Damn it. So he's coming on later on. Ozzie Gian Jr. is going to come on. I want to I hear about life as the son of Ozzie Gian. Um, because we've heard some people talk about Ozzy, a much more warm, funny, cuddly, said Scott Radinsky on this show, than we know. It's Scott Radinsky part of that family. But um, looking forward to talking to Ozzy Jr. about the good and the bad and the impactful of growing up a son in the midst of Major League Baseball. Lawrence Holmes is going to join us at 11 o'clock to talk about a variety of things, not the least of which... Is, uh, is this moment in, uh, in our city's history and our country's history and some things that I've learned recently that I can't believe I did not know. We'll talk about that. I didn't know about Tulsa. I didn't know about Rosewood. And now I do. And I think it's insane that I didn't know about it. And I'm not talking about a rally that took place last night in Tulsa. I'm talking about the, the much more important and sad historical chapter from about 100 years ago in Tulsa. And we'll also talk some baseball with Lawrence, as I always love to do. And along the way, you're going to hear from some past guests on Hit and Run, folks who have talked about their dads. You'll hear a terrific story from a, um, from a, a current media member, former center fielder, coming up at the end of this segment. But along the way, hop on in and let's talk. 312 uh, through into 644 6767. That's the number to both call and to text. Also, going to be peppering you with facts along the way. Apropos of what we just mentioned, do you know the first African American father son combination was in baseball? Let me give you a moment to think about it. Who was the first African American father son combination in baseball? They became a father son grandson. Story, one of the few three generation stories out there. It's the Hairstons. Sammy Hairston was first, then Jerry Hairston, and Jerry Jr., and then Scott Hairston. So on and on it goes with the Hairstons. One father son duo has each hit 50 home runs in a season. Do you know who it is? Textures, I'm looking for you. 312 644 is 67 67. <laughs> you know, uh, it's a one father-son duo with 50 homers in a year. Sean, if you've got a guess, feel free to hop on in. You're welcome to. My my first instinct would be say Griffey, but Griffey Sr. wasn't a power hitter. so No, he was not. I, I would then have to go to the Bonses, but I don't think Bobby was hitting 50 home runs. Bobby was not hitting 50 home runs. Um, but both of those are answers to other questions. The Griffies have the most combined hits of any father and son, even more than Pete Rose and Pete Rose Jr. Pete Rose Jr. batted 14 times, I believe, in the big, struck out, I think, nine times. But Dad had, you know, what, 4,300, whatever it was. But that's still not more than Griffey Sr. and Jr. put together. The Bonses 
have the highest combined career wins above replacement. They are the best in terms of the quality of the father and the quality of the son. Bobby Bonds' career is really, really good. But no, it is the fielders, Cecil Fielder and Prince Fielder, not a happy father and son relationship. But still, the two of them each hit 50 home runs in a season. One more for you. The most combined career strikeouts of any father and his son. He actually had two sons. All three of them are pitchers. Good job on the textures. Finally getting in with the fielders. Proves that I may need to pause a little more and let these texts come in. So I'll pause after this one. Most combined career strikeouts by a father and two sons, all three of which were pitchers. 312-644-6767. I got a few of these that we'll mix throughout the show. I want to hear your stories of your fathers, how baseball has played a role in your lives. These will be helpful for people to hear. You'll hear about me at 10. My wife loves Wrigley with all her heart and soul. And it is an emotional place for her. It is uh, one of the homes for her. And that is because of her father. Because her pop, her papa, and I will see him later today, Frank or Poncho, he made a point on Sundays when he would get to hang out with his two daughters, he made a point very often to bring them to Wrigley Field and have them in the bleachers. And he would be there, I think usually shirtless, as he still rocks. Still rocking the shirtlessness at what, 80, 83? 82. Still rocking the shirtlessness with impressive physique and skin tone at 82. But I can only imagine him rocking it then uh, in the bleachers as his daughters hung out, watched the game. And now for both of them, and I know certainly for my wife, it is one of the happiest places on earth. Number one, number one, she says. That's why, uh, <laughs> it's why we had our wedding reception there. It's why when we get a chance to go there, she's just, she's just over the moon. And it, it pleases me to be able to have those moments there. And that, that feeling and connectivity to the ballpark is special. And when you're in the business and every once in a while you have one of those moments, you're like, man, I see how the sausage is made and I don't like it. Or you're having one of those moments now where you're looking at uh, the, the ugliness of the negotiation moment. You can step back and remember Thankfully, uh, my wife is part of helping me step back and remember. To the texters who finally nailed it, yes. It is Mel Stottlemyre and his sons Todd and Mel Jr. who combined have the most strikeouts of any father and son combination. Mel Stottlemyre for a long time a pitching coach in the big leagues. And Todd had a better career than you think. So yes, well done. Lots of fathers and sons to discuss. Um, how about this? I have two former Cub outfielders. Okay? Two former Cub outfielders who both played for their manager fathers for the first three seasons of their career. You can think about that. You can think about that. Two former Cub outfielders who both played for their manager 
fathers um, for the first three full seasons of their career. Maybe not both with the Cubs. In fact, neither with the Cubs, but they did end up playing for the Cubs. You can think about that. In the meantime, let's listen to one of my favorite father-son baseball stories from our year so far. Doug Glanville on Hit and Run, what, about three weeks ago, a month ago? This was during, I guess it was about a month because it was during uh, the last dance. And Doug has tremendous Michael Jordan stories, played basketball with him, played baseball with him, and, um, and more. But he told this story about his father and about the one moment in his baseball life where he said that he felt like he was Michael Jordan. And we uh, talked to him on May 17th about the time he felt the most like Michael Jordan, which led to this powerful story about his dad. About it and you saw it in his world. Well, you know, Jordan talked a lot about it and you saw it in his world of how he could will himself, right, seemingly, in these scenarios. And basketball is so different than baseball. You know, baseball, we have, you know, these 162 games. It's, you know, you're trying to pace yourself. You're trying to – so it's hard to be that Jordan mindset every day. And when I played against Jordan that year, I remember him telling our third baseman that he's like, man, I've never been this tired in my entire life after he played like 100 straight games in a row. Uh, so that was a great nod to baseball that it, the mental wear down is, is so severe. It's not the physical demands quite the same. So – uh, for me personally, I, I tried to parallel some moment where I felt Jordan-esque. And mm. the moment I could only come up with was the last game of the 2002 season. I had 998 hits. And it was, you know, the end of the year, and we're definitely out of it. We're in Florida against the Marlins. And my dad had been sick for three years, and this is year three. So I knew from my last visit that this was kind of the beginning of the end. Uh, he had strokes. He had cancer. And I'd you know, been driving up to ERs from, from up into Jersey from Philly like for, for years at that point. So he's gravely ill, and he's in a hospital in Jersey. And I have 998 hits, and there's one game left in the season, and Carl Pavano's on the mound. And, and there was a lot of battle, the three-game series, because I had 996, I think, going into that three-game series. And, and Larry Bow was my manager, and he wasn't playing me. And, and finally, the PR rep, Lee Tobin, said, look, you need to play him. He's, we're not going anywhere. This, this, he can get 1,000 hits this weekend. So he sat me the first day, and if there's divine intervention, Pat Burrell in the second game gets hurt sliding into home plate, and I have to go in for him, and I get two hits. So I have 998 now. Last game, Pavano's on the mound. And I woke up, and I said, there's no way Carl Pavano is getting me out today. It's like, and I'd never, you know, said that in such a deep belief and faith than ever in my career. I've had, I felt confident. I played well. I had good years, but I was like, there's no way this guy is getting me out. And, and so I got a hit in the first three at bats. I was three for three, got my 1000th hit. And uh, my dad passed away at 7:15 PM that night when the game ended, literally as I walked off the field. And uh, so I buried him with that baseball, 1,000th hit, and I put it in his casket. Uh, so that, that was a, that's Jordan on a day-to-day basis. So it's unfathomable the, the drain and the energy it took. So I, his mind is, needs to be like in the Hall of Fame just on its own, his, his spirit of competition. Uh, but I, I just could not – it made me feel watching the last dance, I go, wow, I, I could – 
I could have been a lot better, I guess. <laughs> I mean, I, I had a good career, but I mean, that's, that's what I come away. So I, I can only relate to that moment when I was facing life and death with my own family. That's how, how serious it was. So that began as a Jordan story, but ends up being a fatherhood story. And, you know, I just realized why I love that so much. And that's because Doug Glanville is as smart as they come. As as understanding as they come about the science of the game, the analytics of the game, and all of the logic of the game. But in that moment, he found out for sure and clearly still believes that there is the possibility of motivation to make you personally better than you are which is something i've always believed and have had to stand up for uh, unbelievably in baseball conversations and also that there's maybe some magic out there right there's a possibility of some magic out there that your dad can be with you on a day like that that you can get some final excellence out of yourself on a day like that man I think I think it's part of what I've been seeking from the game and its conversations and its its uh, its details and its stories forever. Some kind of confirmation of uh, of the belief in magic to go along with the science. Powerful stuff. Um, all right, I asked my trivia question: the two former Cub outfielders both of whom played for their manager fathers for the first three seasons of their career. Brian McRae as a member of the Royals and Moises Alou as the member of the Expos for Hal and Felipe, respectively. Both of them later Cubs, not with their manager fathers. Good guess by the guy who wrote uh, Gary Matthews Jr. But no, it is McRae and Alou. We'll be taking your phone calls all morning long right here on Hit and Run on 670 The Score. Here's Matt in Villa Park uh, this morning. Good morning, Matt. How are you? Good morning, Speaks. How are you doing? Very good. So one of the first games I remember going to as a kid, it was late in the year, the year Dawson won the MVP and hit 49 home runs. It was a meaningless game. Might even been the last game of the year against the Cardinals. And the uh, game started to get late. I remember Dawson came up to bat. My dad just leans over me out the door and goes, you know, he hits this out. This piece is going nuts. So, sure enough, he hit a home run, and I was an idiot enough to be sold on being a Cub fan the rest of my life from that moment. So, and it, and it like carries on, because now I get more of a kick. I sit there and watch my grown son, you know, argue with my dad about war and who's better, Mike Trout or Mickey Mantle. <laughs> so, <laughs> mm-hmm. Thanks, Matt. Appreciate that very much. Uh, Mickey Mantle was better uh, just because he played longer at this point. All Trout really needs is is a few years probably, and people will start talking about that. Your conversation appreciated. We will will mix in the negotiating context of the moment. Uh, One of the better baseball writers out there, I think penned a a perfect piece on what Rob Manfred should be saying to owners on a day like today. Our Bruce Levine will join us at about 940. My pops at the top of the hour. Your phone calls and texts with your Father's Day stories uh, regarding baseball are welcome and necessary for the completion of the broadcast. You'll hear from Joe Buck, hear from Carlos Pena along the way. Some of my favorite guests who talked about 
their dad and for parenting. You'll hear them today on Hit and Run right here on 670 The Score. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Long drive left field. McDonald has just hit a two-run home run. A fist pump around first base. Very bittersweet moment for sure. John McDonald on Father's Day hits a two-run home run. He just lost his father, Jack, this past week. Wow. I got goosebumps thinking about that. That is awesome. That is awesome. Good job, Sean Anderson, pulling that from out of the archives. A John McDonald home run for the Blue Jays. When's that, 2016? Is that when that is? 2010. 2010, oh my God. They're wearing the old jerseys too before they uh, got a new rebrand, bringing back the 80s style, the old ugly Vernon Wells ones. (laughs) Vernon Wells, a name I did not expect to hear today. That is tremendous. The first third-generation family to play in MLB. Who is it? Who is the first three-generation family to play in Major League Baseball? Sean, you know? You might know. Should we let the textures guess and think about it? I'll let the textures guess because I don't think I'll I'll get that one. You don't think you'll get that one? Mm. Third generation? Third generation. There was a father, then he had a son, and then that son had another son. Two of them. When 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 did the two sons come in? Uh, the two sons came in, one, I think, both in the 90s. Um, certainly one in the 90s and one in the aughts. Okay, my original guess was the Boons, so that, that kind is, of fits it. That is correct. Nice. It is, uh, it is a Bob Boone, his sons Aaron and Brett. And before that, is, is, it, is it Gus Boone? No, Gus Bell. Because that's the other one I always think of is Gus Bell, Buddy Bell, and then David Bell. But the Boons, who's the oldest Boon? I'll have to remember. Not Gus. It should be, though, because Gus feels really, really right. Ed Boon? I don't know. I can't remember now. How dare you speak? not remember the Boons. Um, I, I remember most of the Boons. Ray Boon. Ray, thank you. Thank you. Oh, and Texture's got it as well. There's, uh, there's so many of them. There's way more than, uh, than, than you might remember and realize. It's crazy. I think there's, is there more than 200? I want to say, yeah. 
the total of uh, fathers and sons who have played, 240. 240 different fathers and sons who have played in MLB. We'll share more trivia and more thoughts on stuff along the way. All right, so Buster Olney wrote a piece today on what the commissioner should be saying to the 30 owners that he deals with. And it's really worth a read. I'll tweet it out later on. But I can share with you some of the basics. And most important is the tone. He, he, he puts himself in Rob Manfred's position and talks to the owners. He mixes in the sugar with the salt, as you must with sensitive billionaires, it seems, like this. The, the, the larger point that Buster tries to make that I think we've all tried to make in recent weeks with a, an alarming level of frustration is that you have to make a deal. Think of everyone. Think of everyone. But he says, look, you're not as bad as they say you are, which is an important point to make sure they understand. That in Buster's words, quote, you have been painted with that broader stereotype of inhumanity at a time when our country is most in need of humanity, grace and charity. Buster does give some details in there of the graciousness that so many owners actually have shown. They have. Whether it is the, um, the, the learners who decided to eventually step up. It's really the royals, John Sherman, who has been a leader and uh, paid all of their minor leaguers and done much more in the community. And they apparently won out, by the way, on some unrestricted, undrafted free agents who decided to go to the royals because of the way they've seen them treat their employees. Chris Illich of the Tigers is pointed out. The Padres owners, Peter Seidler, Ron Fowler, some of the things that they have done. But he mixes in other stories. Artie Moreno. Artie Moreno cut $180,000 in salaries of Angels employees in the Dominican Republic. And that money in the Dominican, for an employee in the Dominican, goes so far. That is such a preposterous place and an angle to cut when you are Artie Moreno. Albert Pujols stepped in. And he decided to make those payments. Your own employee, your own player steps in. You realize what you look like. So you're not as bad as they say you are. But there is some bad. Step in there. Buster speaks from Rob Manfred's perspective and says that he should tell the owners, look, I work for everyone. Think of everyone. This has been... One of my biggest frustrations with Rob Manford, I feel like his job is to control the message and the unity from the 30 owners and get them what they want. Of course, those are two different things right there to control the message, control the unity. He has not done that. Randy Levine talking to Bob Nightingale in detail about what he thinks Rob Manford should do. Don't let him talk, Rob. You're supposed to be the voice here. But it's also the commissioner's job to control the talks, to deal with both sides, and to think of everyone. And Buster talks about how Rob Manfred must get that across. My title is Commissioner of Major League Baseball, and I work for you. But I do have a responsibility to those people who work within this industry to do what I can to foster the business upon which we all rely. I need to stand up for them. Because there's a lot of people in there, a lot of employees of a lot of organizations who are living in fear right now 
and are deeply saddened and concerned. So to keep the game moving forward. Buster writes, you need to do everything you can to keep this game moving forward, to keep your staffers, many of them lifers, who are the heart and soul of your organization in this game. Think about it. It's about more than you. And make a deal. The damage from all that will manifest, the damage from all of this will manifest long-term and short-term, writes Buster Olney. This winter, for example, when you try to sell tickets to those same people who have been waiting for their 2020 season ticket refunds. There's a way to talk about this and try to make some sense to the owners about making a deal because the latest, as it stands, is distressing that the owners and Rob Manfred say, we're just going to institute or implement the 48-game season. Then he flies out there and talks to Tony Clark They make the framework of an agreement for a 60-game season. They think they have a deal. They don't have a deal. The players come back and say 70, and the owners now have said they're not even going to respond to the 70 offer. Not even going to respond. Yes, there are a couple other things mixed in there that need to be discussed and figured out, but they're throwing up their hands and backing away. And now part of that is because of all the virus tests that have gone on, all the positive tests that have gone on, and and the specter that that puts over everything. And I understand that. And that's deeply unfortunate. And so maybe it makes sense to just kind of pull back and look at the whole thing and wonder whether you can even pull this off or not. But make a deal. 64 games, 66 games, like Jason Stark brought up because of the mathematical sense that it can make, the scheduling sense that it can make. Make a deal. And then everybody can figure out whether this is actually possible or not. Because it might not be possible. And we're all aware of that. But make a deal. It just looks awful. So that's part of what we're doing today, is to remind you of the context and the information and where it stands. Our own Bruce Levine will join us in a few minutes to talk about the latest of what's going on with MLB negotiations and the possibilities or perhaps lack thereof. My dad at the top of the hour. Um, One of the guests we've had a chance to talk to this year, Jason Hamill, the former Cub, really enjoyed him. And I asked him if his son likes baseball. We talked about that in, in, and I certainly have been thinking about it as my own father with my own son, because I've got my issues on this front. But here's Jason Hamill's answer to that question. To be truthfully honest, uh, no, yeah. he doesn't. He he watched so many games from the stands, and that was kind of one of the reasons why I ended up walking away. You know, I was, I still have, honestly, I felt physically great when I retired in eighteen and <clears throat> or nineteen, I guess. But the, um, the arm felt great, and mentally I was still checked in. Um, but you know, seeing the damage done at home with mom being single mom for eight years following me around being my cheerleader and the kids were not necessarily as excited. They were, they always had fun going to the ballpark and watching the games, but it, it wasn't, it wasn't like a desirable thing for them to do. They, they wanted that summer. They wanted to go hang out with their cousins and friends and be in the pool and stuff. And you could still do that during the day, but I wasn't there with them and they wanted me there. So I kind of, it kind of forced my hand and, you know, I was able to have a good spring with the Rangers and great organization to give me a chance, but <clears throat> it just wasn't going to be worth the time and the effort again to go to keep going on you know as as much Mm -hmm. as i wanted to 
Um, just one of those life decisions that you have to face at some point. And, you know, I, I don't regret it. And, you know, it's it's been it's been fun being home, but I also didn't <laughs> plan on my retirement starting with a pandemic either. So it's, it's been yeah. it's been weird, to say the least. Jason Hamill talking about his kids who don't really love to watch baseball because I had mentioned to him that my son doesn't love to watch baseball. I, if only I could get my son on the line, um, Sean. I know it's difficult. Um, if only I could find him and track him down. I'm right here. Oh, there you are. <laughs> Hi, buddy. Um, hey. Ruben, do you like watching baseball with me? Um, a little. Just a little, though, right? It's okay to say no. Not really. Why not? Um, because to me, like, when they play, it kind of feels like they're kind of bragging and showing people, but they're not bragging, but it just still feels like it to it, me. It looks like they're showing off, like how yeah. good I am and stuff like that. Yeah. What yeah. if they are really good at it, though? They are. <laughs> you can see that when you watch it. Like, if you play something, if you're really good at piano for a moment, Right? Yeah. Don't you feel good? Do you end up kind of feeling good about yourself? Cause yeah, if you... yeah, yeah. Yeah, right? The piano's over there. I know. And <laughs> people can't see. But yeah, the piano's over there. Do you like playing baseball? Yeah. You do? Yeah. Okay. Well, maybe you'll like watching it at some point. Some point. Okay. When, but... when I'm your age, probably. <laughs> so just to be clear, though, because I've been thinking that maybe you don't like watching it just because I like watching it so Not much. True. Is that true? No. That's not true. No. Okay. So it's not just to make me, not just to like push back a little bit on daddy. No. You sure? I'm sure. Okay. We'll talk about it throughout the years. Maybe in, in therapy later on. Thank you very much, Ruben. Okay. That's Ruben Ford Spiegel. Uh, we'll talk to Herb Spiegel at the top of the hour. It's hit and run on 670 The Score. Bruce Levine joins us next for the very latest, and I want to ask him about his dad because I know there's plenty of good baseball history there. Happy Father's Day from 670 The Score. It's just a disaster for our game. Um, absolutely no question about it. Um, it. It shouldn't be happening. Um, and it's important that we find a way to get past it and get the game back on the field for the benefit of our fans. That's where our game, and I say our because I love it so much. Welcome back in on 670 The Score. It is Hit and Run. Inside the Clubhouse airs Saturday mornings from 9 to 11 on The Score. I'm usually on it. I have not been the past couple of weeks, and Zach Zaidman has stepped in and done a nice job with Bruce Levine, the Scores Baseball Insider, who joins us right now on the Alpamonte Ford Hotline. Alpamonte Ford is in Melrose Park. Good morning, Bruce. How are you? Good morning. Happy Father's Day to you and uh, everybody out there. It's a special day for dads, and uh, I can't, personally, I can't wait to get my Pogo shirt from my daughter, so I'm, I'm really, <laughs> really waiting for that later on in the day. You're you're banking on that. You you, you oh, know that's all, the item of choice. Oh, it's always. I mean, they can't go wrong. You know, uh, that's tremendous. I had a a, a great few minutes um, opening uh, the gift this morning. A toaster oven. I got a toaster oven from uh, from my <laughs> wife and and child, um, which I think's me. I think means like I'm officially you know a middle aged yeah, dad. That's, 
You know what? That's not your gift. Okay. <laughs> but I'm the one who does all the cooking around here, and I oh, have been okay. All right. I've been openly saying all I need right. a toaster. All right, oven. then Christine's right on that one. Then <laughs> she, she got that right. Yeah, you know, imagine the high quality of bagel I can provide um, next time. Uh, next time you're here, Bruce. Levine, well, it, so. it takes precision to. Uh, to uh, toast a uh, everything bagel properly. And yes. I, I, know, I know you have the wherewithal to get it done. I do indeed. Um, before we talk about the ugliness of this baseball moment, your dad took you to games. It came up, I think, in the Memorial Day conversation that we had uh, on, on Marquee a couple of weeks ago. But it, right, was that, wasn't that your father who took you to that doubleheader that you were talking about? My mom. Oh, was your so mom? My dad, my, my dad uh, passed away when I was six, so he didn't he didn't get to uh, have uh, too many baseball moments with me, and uh, my mom took over, and uh, she was the most sensational person and uh, mother father combination that uh, I was fortunate enough to have, and uh, you know, double headers, uh, wrestling matches. The Liston uh, Liston Patterson fight at Comiskey Park, wow. uh, Buddy Rogers versus Pat O'Connor wrestling match at uh, at uh, Comiskey Park. Uh, you name it, I, I got to go, and uh, it was all because of uh, my mother. So uh, she kind of filled both roles. But uh, I, I do have some great memories of my dad. He was a, a great baseball fan, and uh, it, it is it's a special day. It's you know it's one that. Gives you a little bit of pause, but uh, I, I was fortunate enough to have great parents. Uh, forgive me for for misremembering it like that. So, so your your dad was a baseball fan. As um, in terms of uh, it, it, w- did he leave stuff around? Was there uh, vestiges of his baseball passion? No, I mean he was he was a Cub fan uh, mm-hmm. growing up, um, and he, he grew up in that era. I mean he was he was an older dad. Uh, I was I think. Um, I think he was in his late 30, 41 when I was born. So mm-hmm. um, he was a, a Cub fan from the early part of the century. He was born in 1906, and his first recollections that uh, he talked about were the, uh, you know, the, the 15 to 20 to 30 teams. You know, the 29, 32 Cubs who went to the World Series, 38 Cubs, 45 Cubs. So uh, those were his teams. Uh, back in the day oh, very cool well thank you bruce and and condolences from from long ago but i'm sure it's still it still uh, rings around uh, in there perhaps on a father's yeah. day but, but now yeah. you're the dad now, now, now you're the dad and your polo shirt is coming i am I, I i certainly hope so you know i passed on the uh the sports loving gene to my daughter and uh she uh, she's a fan of uh, all the teams in town likes to go rather than watch on tv very much uh, she prefers to be at the ballpark or in the stadium, and uh, she has been uh, fortunate enough to have uh, been at some special moments like World Series and NBA Finals, and I, I feel uh, very good about all that. Yeah, that, that's awesome when you can do something like that for your for your kids. That's, that's powerful stuff. Um, I, I hope she gets a chance to go to a ballpark again at some point. Well, um, this year, I don't know if that'll be the case in terms of fans. Will it be the oh, case? Oh, come on. It's it's right around the corner, Matt. You know, just <laughs> I would say Monday, you know, again. I've been wrong on the date, you know, probably five or six times already. Yeah. But um there's there's no choice. They they have to have baseball. I mean, they can't sit on the sidelines. We we just have way too much information about them 
negotiating this thing and, and being, you know, you know, kind of, uh, I mean, they, they do what they have to do. Uh, the information out there is unfortunate because every time somebody, you know, belches, you hear about, well, this side didn't like what the other side is negotiating. Well, mm-hmm. that's what negotiations is all about, right? I mean, yeah. you know, you've had lawyers represent you in your contracts that you've had as a uh, as a radio and media personality, and they don't always go very smoothly. Uh, but the negotiators handle that, and it, some, a lot of times it doesn't get down to you, the performer, because they don't want to upset you. Well, that, that's where the fans are at right now. We're at the level where we hear too much about what's not going right, and not enough about uh, you know them getting closer. I still think that the breakthrough was last week when uh, Tony Clark and uh, Rob Manfred sat down in Arizona and hammered out some ideas away from the lawyers, away from negotiators, away from the media, and actually got some things uh, accomplished moving forward. Now it's just a matter of how many games they're going to play and whether it's going to be a healthy enough environment, which might, might be totally more essential uh, to play ball and not have to stop. Mm, I, you know, I, I think that was indeed the breakthrough. And then the noise of, of the chatter and that we have a deal and no, we don't have a deal was such a negative and led to more negativity. But if you actually look at the press releases, what those guys were saying, there, there was positivity. Um, but but now it, it, it seems do you think the owners are just going to go ahead and implement the 48 or do you think they, they don't will, want to? They, they don't it's want a, to. It's a bad, it's a bad look, and it's yep. uh, and uh, from a lawyer's point of view, it's a it's a bad move because you open yourself up to all kinds of lawsuits, and uh, you know it, it's just it's bad for the game. I think Manfred, I, I agree with. I, I mean, he is trying to protect the owners against lawsuits. Let's be honest, um, and, and litigation. But in reality, they need a good a better look coming into the season than. Uh, owners forcing players on the field for this many games. That's not a good look, okay? Uh, You know, the questions from the media right away for the first two weeks of that season is, you know, uh, uh, are are you feeling okay about being out there? Do you you feel like you were forced on the field? Uh, You know, and, and then all those answers. We just need the game to come back and both sides to agree, okay? I think that's really important, and I think Manfred understands that as well. Yeah, I, I think if they implement that 48, Bruce, they run the risk of not not just it looking bad, but also players being really unhappy as they come back. And, and maybe they already will, but saying, you know what, I'm not going to show up. Like, like, good luck getting the health and safety stuff agreed upon if they're already grumpy about you just implementing a 48. Yeah, and again, what you point out there is so essential, you know, where we see the spiking of, uh, you know, COVID cases in a lot of states, uh, states that previously didn't have uh, hardly any, uh, you know, uptick in those amounts. Uh, that's that's a little scary. I mean, everybody predicts, you know, that second round of the virus. The first round it has not gone away. So, um, you know, hopefully people are protecting themselves and being smart about where they go and who they're around. But in reality, uh, once baseball starts, there's going to be cases and how that's dealt with by Major League Baseball, and more importantly, individual players. You know, uh, let's just take a, this scenario. I mean, you, you have uh, Team X that has three positive tests, 
and then uh, they have to be shut down for two weeks. Then you're monitoring everyone they've come into contact with, and player 23, 24, 25 on your roster decides, hey, this is it. I'm going home. I'm not risking this any longer. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, you could have a mass amount of guys going, you know, this is just not worth it. So, I, you know, I, I just caution people to, to look at the medical side and understand how essential that is to whether the games are going to be played or not. I think there'll be baseball, but, you know, for how long and how healthy the sport's going to be and any sport's going to be uh, right now, that that's the question for me. Yeah, you, you know, it's uh, where do things stand with that, Bruce? Because all MLB camps are, are shut down. Like, I don't logistically, would it even be possible to flex back to the bubble idea and make something happen in Southern California? That's the latest little bit of rumor that I've heard. No, I, probably not. I mean, I mean uh, again, it, the reality for, you know, players and families, you know, OK, 60 days, 75 days uh, isolated without each other. I mean, I, I don't where do you find hotels, restaurants? Uh, services that are going to help isolate you and a large group uh, anywhere from 25 to 50 guys um, you know I it's just it's not realistic so you know unless and, and unless um, everyone's willing to take this risk and hopefully uh, they will have you know the medical support to have them uh, tested all the time uh, it, it's going to be a real challenge I mean everything else in, in our lives are, are really a challenge right now going back to uh, workplaces and workspaces with uh, co-workers uh, th- that's not ideal in a lot of people's minds a lot of people are concerned about that worried about it and rightfully so so yeah. uh, baseball is no different right now no it, it is not well um, we, we pivot back because I love talking about baseball trivia with you so can I throw a couple Father's Day items at uh, you? absolutely Matt you know I'll be happy to get these wrong <laughs> I don't think you will. Only father and son to hit for the cycle. Only happened once in the 20th century. Hmm. Uh, was it in the uh, what? Was it in the uh, 70s and 80s? 80s Dad, and 90s. Dad did it in September 1980 while playing for the Twins. Mm-hmm. And then the son did it on in May of 2004. While playing for the Pirates. Um, but that okay. son, I do believe, let me make sure, in terms of, uh, yeah, he was, he was later a Cub. He was a Cub in 2007, 2008. But he did it in the year 2000 while playing for the Pirates. Okay. 2007, 8. Hmm. Hmm. Not Bellhorn, right? Nope. Gary and Daryl. Gary and Daryl. Gary Ward and Daryl Ward. Oh, Gary Ward. Ward. Yeah, very nice. That's a great one. That's a deep one, isn't it? Yeah. Right. Father father and son to hit for the side. All right, Matt. Only only guy with 500 uh, 500 base hits of four different teams. Oh, boy. 500 hits with four different teams? No one else. No one else in baseball history. Fred McGriff? No. It's a good guess. Really good. Think... uh, 70s, 80s, and into the yeah, 70s, late 60s into the ooh, uh, into the 80s. Played 20 years. Late 60s into the 80s. Oh, fabulous boy. cook, fabulous chef. <laughs> One of the the great 
chefs of all time in baseball. Had his own restaurant. Uh, Boog Powell. Very close. Almost looks like him, but it is actually Rusty Stobb. Rusty Stobb. Rusty Stobb. Very, very close. You, you have the, the, he almost, they're almost like twins. You know? Boog probably didn't play for enough teams, but you said player chef. And I thought Boog Powell, uh, maybe Manny Sanguian. Doesn't he have a restaurant out there in Pittsburgh? <laughs> yeah. Le Grand Orange. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, so that's fun. We, we enjoy doing this. You know, uh, before baseball games uh, at Wrigley Field, uh, you know, Pat Hughes and myself and uh, Ron Coomer and, and J.D. and Lenny and you, sometimes we sit down with Craig Lynch and we throw – uh, trivia questions uh, every day. It's it's yes. part of it. Everybody everybody has to come with one or two. It's uh it's it's actually uh, you know it's it's part of your job. If you don't show up with it, uh, we ask you to move to another table. Absolutely, so it's it's, yeah. it's a good time. And what's better than baseball trivia? It's nothing, it's nothing. Bruce, thank you so much. Happy Father's Day to Same you. Same to you, Matt. Uh, you're a great one, and uh, look forward to seeing you again on Inside the Clubhouse next Saturday. We welcome you back. Yes, sir. I'll be back for the next two. Looking All forward right. to it very much. Thanks, man. Take care. All right, that's Bruce Levine joining us right here on 670 The Score. Uh, Father's Day greetings and conversation with the archetypal baseball father of my youth coming up next on The Score. Lawrence Holmes in about one hour as well. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.